I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to episode number 124 of the Simply Convivial podcast. Welcome to the Simply Convivial podcast. I'm here to help you beat the boom and bust cycle by organizing your attitude so you can organize your life. Simply Convivial keeps you on track with the ABCs of homemaking. We align our attitudes, build better habits, and carry out our calling. Convivial, if broken down to the Latin roots, means with life. And that's what we want for our homes, isn't it? Convivial refers to an atmosphere. It reminds us to build a home where life is abundant with all the mess that that entails. Simply, on the other hand, reminds us to put first things first and not complicate living or learning. Just do it together. Simply Convivial. January's podcasts are all about self-care, what it is and what it isn't. In the medical world, self-care refers to those tasks that a caregiver does for someone, the things that a mother does for her baby, because the baby can't care for itself. But when the internet tells you that you need self-care, they basically mean that you need to spend some time in self-centered self-indulgence. And you know what? Self-centeredness and self-indulgence will never make you feel better in the long term, nor will they prepare you for re-entering your real life with joy. You don't need to treat yourself or indulge in luxuries to be happy with your life. Let's get a grip and a game face and find not only contentment, but also joy in our real-life home duties. What will help us face those real-life home duties is a measure of self-control and faithfulness both of which organization will help us grow in. If you think that you need some self-care today, maybe what you really need is some organization. Today's episode is a blog post from 2017 called Three Reasons to Get Organized. Let's dig in. Three Surprising Reasons to Organize Your Life How many attempts at organization have you attempted and abandoned? How many times have you failed at meeting your plans and expectations for getting organized? It's easy to look back at what hasn't worked and how many times our hopes and dreams and visions of organization have crashed and burned. How many times we've boomed only to bust and then decide that it's just not worth it. But it is worth it. And that's why you keep getting drawn back to the hope and the dream and the vision. There are innumerable bad reasons to get organized. Personal ambition, pride, desire for control, lack of trust. But bad reasons can be and should be repented of. Our bad reasons don't negate the goodness of getting our life, particularly our personal thought and emotional life, in order. And all organization means is putting things in order. The best option, of course, is to organize for good reasons. Here are three good reasons you should organize your life. Organize your life so that you can be zealous for good works. Just as the Bible says, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all. So our motto with organization and productivity should be, 
as much as depends on you, do good to all, for all, in all. Being organized should be a means for love, not control or power. You are the only one whose choices you control. Our planning needs to be more about exerting self-control than situation control or other control. We don't get more done just to get more done. We don't get organized just to make ourselves feel better or look good to others. We get our life organized and pulled together so that we can deliberately and cheerfully pour ourselves out for the glory of God. Two, organize your life so that your mental, emotional, and physical resources are not squandered. Making decisions is fatiguing. Decision fatigue is a real problem, not only in the modern world, but especially for modern mothers. All day long, we make decision after decision, answer question upon question. Research confirms that our decision-making abilities diminish with each decision we're called upon to make. And that's why we wind up eating a whole bag of cookies or wasting half an hour on our phones without even thinking about it as the day wears on. Our willpower has been used up because of the number of decisions we've had to make. The solution isn't getting more willpower, which is very hard and a difficult process like muscle building. The first solution is to reduce the number of decisions that we have to make. That's why we plan. So our decision-making abilities are conserved for the urgent and the creative and the needed decisions, and not things like whether or not to clean the toilet or vacuum the living room or decide what's for dinner and when to start. Whenever we can reduce the number of decisions we make in a day and increase our trust in our systems, because we're looking at them and following them, we gain willpower points for the rest of our day. Three. Organize your life so that you can continue in faithful obedience. We want a long obedience in the same direction, not a flash-in-the-pan awesome that earns likes but gets us nothing but exhaustion afterwards. We want to short-circuit the boom-and-bust cycle and have steady progress instead. Even steady progress itself is a misnomer in our lives if we judge it by the state of our house or even our emotional state. People will get sick, including ourselves, and the house will fall apart. We will have a few off days and think that everything is terrible when everything is actually just fine. Our standard for progress needs to not be solely based on our checklist or our perception or our housekeeping. It's not based on our accomplishments or goals. We do want organization, but not for its own sake. So that means that the state of our homes is not the final arbiter of how we're doing. We want organization because we want to be good stewards of ourselves and of our resources, our homes, family, time, and money. We should want not only more of all of these for ourselves, but more for giving away, more for serving and glorifying God rather than ourselves. Living organized will result in living according to your priorities. If your priority is looking good, then it will show in how you organize. If your priority is to glorify and enjoy God, it will also show in how you organize. Your organization will not look like the magazine ads. Your organization will look like sacrificial service, love, and joy. 
It will have more mess because people and living is messy. And it will recover from those messes with resilience instead of resentment. You should organize your life, but only if by the right principle. Organize so that you can cheerfully serve. Organize so that you can resiliently recover. Organize so that you can make decisions that honor God. Want some help with that? That's what simplified organization is all about inside Simply Convivial Continuing Education. The simplified organization signature courses will help you declutter your mind, clarify your life, and motivate yourself. Go to simplyconvivial.com slash membership to learn more. And that's it for this episode of the Simply Convivial podcast. Do you have all kinds of personal hopes and dreams and aspirations for 2020? Do you have a goal list as long as your arm? Are you afraid to set goals or think about improving your homemaking skills in 2020 because it's never worked in the past? I've got just the ticket. Go to simplyconvivial.com slash new year and get immediate access to a workshop specifically for busy moms about the why and how to set goals for the new year. Smart goals might work for businesses, but they don't work for moms. Come watch the workshop and find out what will work for us in real life. For us as we seek to grow in faithfulness, maturity, and sanctification in our life at home. That's simplyconvivial.com slash new year, all one word, no sign up required. Just pop on over and turn it on while you fold the laundry. Get inspired to dig into your work at home. After all, life is for our sanctification, for God's glory and not our own. So every day, let's repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.